Welcome to the Secrets of Reality podcast, where we bring you the greatest teachers and transformational wisdom for personal growth and happiness. A podcast for those who want to live a life beyond ordinary by harnessing aspects of the human mind, body, and spirit most people are yet to wake up to. We also invite you to a free online workshop to discover the latest scientifically proven methods and technologies for achieving your goals faster and easier. Simply go to www.risingup.co to register for the next free class. Human being is to balance. That's the task of the human being is to evolve from being dominated by the instinctual animal Mm -hmm. and then the thinkingness of the prefrontal cortex and then moving on to that to spiritual awareness. So it's quite a project. So the frontal cortex mm-hmm. is where the consciousness itself can be realized. Yeah, as, where we, as the that's infinite. where we process things, you know. The infinite can be somehow held in, in thought. In, in the so you see, if, if, when the prefrontal cortex was put there, uh-huh. the old animal brain was not removed. Mm-hmm. Then we wouldn't have any problem. No, the animal brain is there, and now you had the prefrontal cortex. And then to make it up to consciousness level 200 or so, uh, you just have the physical prefrontal cortex. Mm -hmm. And then as you start to become spiritually awakened, Mm -hmm. there's the release of what traditions have been called, let's say, the kundalini energy, the spiritual energy. Now changes the way the brain functions, Mm -hmm. and you develop beside the protoplasmic physical uh, brain an energy brain called the etheric brain. Mm The etheric brain is more like an energy field. Uh-huh. And uh, now, now you can the spiritualized person actually processes things differently. Their brain processes things differently. They see things differently. They experience them differently. Because mm-hmm. hmm. they can tap into something beyond the physical with this etheric brain. It, it, the etheric brain does it for them. Mm-hmm. So um, a person that calibrates below 200, let's say, on yeah. a scale of consciousness, and a person who calibrates above will have two different experiences of the same phenomenon. Right. And she'll say, wasn't it awful? And he'll say, gee, that was pretty nice, wasn't it? <laughs> it was the same experience. But subjectively, to one it was awful, to the other it was entertaining. Well, we should yeah. talk about how you've mapped uh, mm-hmm. consciousness from the bacteria yeah, up that, into the most... That, that was... Uh, the thrust of the first book. Yeah, the power versus force. We discovered how to calibrate the level of the consciousness. Right. For the first time in human history, we knew the difference between truth and falsehood. And how did we know this? Well, the thrust <laughs> of the, the impact of the work the, the, was by, that man is, because of the structure of the ego, uh-huh. man has never had the capacity to discern truth from falsehood. Then we discovered through a certain e- easy-to-learn technique called kinesiology. Right that the field of consciousness instantly recognizes truth from falsehood. So, But kinesiology you know, has been proven not to be 100% accurate. With what? With people, with people doing the testing, the muscle testing, right? I mean, it's influenced by the tester and the testee. Uh, if people don't know how to do it. Uh-huh. No, if you, if you do it correctly, then you have no personal interest in the matter. Right. You have no personal position. You're just using it like litmus paper. Uh-huh. You know, red is acid, blue is uh, base, base, 
so, alkaline. Bed. So through this technique, you were able to then um, map truth. Anyway, what we did is we we created a scale of one to a thousand relative mm -hmm. degrees of truth, and that which is more or less above two hundred is true, mm -hmm. and that which is under two hundred is not true. True, and it's well, impersonal. How, but how do you define true? Oh, that's what the whole book's about. Yeah, yeah man's yeah. never been able to define what is true. Yeah, how do you? Because truth is content, but it's only true within a certain context. Right. So one reason truth has never been agreed upon is because it's not possible to discern truth unless you state in what context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we define truth really differently than it's ever been. Because truth is content within a certain context, within an overall context of the field of consciousness itself. So the but technique we use is, is tapping uh, in, ab in absolute. The field of consciousness itself is an absolute, it is not a variable. Mm -hmm. uh, so you have to discover some absolute. So what would the absolute yeah. be? What would the, the absolute be? would be the field of consciousness itself, it's which innately has mm -hmm. the, the capacity to discern truth from falsehood. Mm -hmm. Much like an electrostatic uh, condenser. When you, the electrostatic condenser just stands there. Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. It does nothing. It has a potential. When you bring an opposite charge up to it, it crackles, it recognizes it. Mm -hmm. When you take it away, it disappears. So it is a, mm -hmm. you might say this field is the absolute. It does right. nothing except be. And then it will only respond to what is presented to it to the degree of the intensity of the stimulus. So and that's what consciousness be, is, responding to the stimulus that's what of, it does. Of, of creation. Of, that's what of, it does, yeah. It's a, it's a clean field, clear field. So you, you mapped yeah. a whole scale of, of consciousness. All possibility, of, all possibility within this domain. Mm -hmm. And then you, you found that the most realized beings registered at um, a thousand, like 1, Jesus, 000, yeah. Jesus, Buddha, and, and most of human society is below 200. Uh, which is be, be in America, it's 50 50. 50 50. 50 50. The calibrated level of consciousness in America, mm -hmm. America calibrates at 421. 421. And 50, yeah, that's extremely high. It's the highest country in the world as far as calibrated level of consciousness. Is that because people have gone beyond survival here and they have um, achieved a level of uh, spiritual pursuit? Well, four, the 400s, calibrated levels of the 400s, are the intellect. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, what we consider normal, our normal world is rational. Mm -hmm. Rational, sensible, logical. Mm -hmm. It follows the rules of logic. Mm -hmm. And it's educated. It's really quite sophisticated. That's, that's uh, our world. But that's our world. Let, let's start from, from zero to a hundred. We just, uh, it's basically animal nature. Survival. That would be very rudimentary. Yeah. yeah. And so, then from 100 to 200 is the... More energy. So the increase of energy as you go up. Mm -hmm. So below 200, we call it force, because force has an opposite. Right. And from 200 up, it is power. Mm -hmm. So power doesn't have an opposite. It's power. Power doesn't have an opposite. Power, like you said. So, like light. It's or, and, yeah. yeah. So the, the the power as the consciousness field goes up, yeah. the power goes up logarithmically. Mm -hmm. So 15%. Let's see. We said. What. Yeah. In the world overall, 15% mm -hmm. calibrate from 200 and up, and 85% 200 and down. Right. And the reason the world doesn't self-destruct is because the 15% mm -hmm. 
the power is so enormous that they totally counterbalance the 85 percent mm -hmm. you know, power. Now, so how would together. one raise their level of consciousness? That's what all spiritual work is about. Right. And, uh, you know, to choose to forgive rather than to condemn, mm -hmm. to understand rather than to vilify, mm -hmm. uh, to be compassionate towards all of life. Mm -hmm. And eventually, uh, if you're compassionate towards all of life, one day as you're not expecting it, uh, suddenly see the sacredness of all of life. Now, below consciousness level 200, sacredness of all life doesn't make any sense at all. Mm -hmm. And for in the 400s, it would be a concept. Mm -hmm. But as you move to consciousness levels 500 and up, it becomes a radiant obviousness. <laughs> all life is sacred. But that's why there's been so much war on this planet, because people haven't uh, recognized the sacredness of life. They've been below this level. Of that's true. And interestingly, you know, in all of human history, mm -hmm. the, the world has been at peace only 7% of the time. Yeah. 93% of the time we've 93% of human history, had, the world has been at some kind of war. Somewhere on the planet yeah. there's been a war. 7% of the time is peace. Mm. <laughs> so why do we live in this strata of consciousness? Why can't we all live in this peaceful or is, there must be a purpose for existence creating this large venue of, of interactions well we see it as a stratified level of evolution yes. the evolution of consciousness takes us right from through the insect world really on up through the animal world uh, up through the average human up to the Enlightened human, will it the always, angels and the saints. But yeah. will it always mm -hmm. be that stratified? Will we ever start to live in a world that's, you know, in peace? Or is the purpose of existence to live in the strata? Well, there's the celestial realms, and then there's the earthly realms. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a celestial realm, right? No, but yeah. it, it could be. Yeah. It could be. It's possible for us to live in Seven percent of the time, at least, it gives up war. But we're evolving as yeah. a conscious race. That seems earth. to be the purpose. Yeah. Is sort of a karmic evolution of consciousness. And as the Buddha, that you know, the Buddha said that. Mm. Actually, all religions say that, that. This is sort of an evolutionary phase, and what you choose will... Uh, decide what the fate is after you leave the body. Huh? But mm -hmm. that goes against sort of what you were saying about things arising spontaneously, this karmic oh, the, evolutionary thing. Well, that's only what you witness as phenomena within mm. the material world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But things, things have an evolution to them, or... So all of life is really uh, evolutionary. Yeah. And how we witness it then depends on the degree to which we transcended the ego, how we interpret it. Right. Like we say, well, the animal kills, uh, you know, so the, the animal doesn't kill, the animal just eats. Right. So we interpret it from a human viewpoint. Oh, bad animal, bad lion kills poor rabbit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if with consciousness research, we ask, does the, animal, does the lion actually want to kill the rabbit? We get no. What does the lion want? The, wa the lion wants to eat lunch. <laughs> and that's the only way know he's all knows how to eat lunch. But, but what so, is because that? he doesn't have enough energy. He has to get energy out there. 
But no. what is the overall purpose of existence? If we're evolving back to the consciousness that created life, mm -hmm. what was the point of it all to begin with? That is beyond comprehension. <laughs> <laughs> but do you have a sense? Do you have a, a, a you know, any uh, feeling? The sense is that um, consciousness was impersonal. Mm -hmm. Didn't have any kind of program. And it spontaneously evolves over the eons to higher and higher transcendence until it finally realizes it, the reality of its own source. And then coming back. It spontaneously does that, just like water seeks its own level. Uh -huh. And then we're back at mm -hmm. that oneness where we began. Then you transcend the identification with limitation. But it's so nice, mm -hmm. the illusion is so pleasurable, and the, and you know, <laughs> the, the reality, is, you don't think so. <laughs> a great deal of the time it is, yes. Yeah, and yes. so there must be a, a way of keeping that um, expanded consciousness and the individuality um, with the awareness that we're not that, you know, there's a way of walking in two worlds. That is a rel relatively advanced level of consciousness. Uh -huh. and, and, well, <laughs> this is where we're headed. 85% of the people in the world would not agree with you. <laughs> so there's no way to deal with people at these <laughs> levels of 200 who want to make war except to let them play out their, you know, their levels. Well, of we try, everyone tries to uplift the to total uh, awareness of mankind. Mm. And I will say all the people who pray and through acts of goodwill and good works tend to lift the overall level of consciousness. And by doing that, they lift all those ships on the sea. Mm -hmm. So what can we do for people who have less? Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. yeah. If we raise the level of conscious awareness itself, it has a positive impact. You know? mm -hmm. And this is, this, is what our, this is what the purpose of consciousness then does. That's the purpose of prayer and mm -hmm. peace vigils and all these things. So what's the next step for you? Where are you, where are you heading? What I'm doing is finishing a book uh -huh. in which we use a technique to tell the calibrated level of consciousness of things, the degree of truth. Mm -hmm. What we're really calibrating is, is the degree of truth. And then we use these calibrated levels of consciousness to examine everything in the world. All the movies, all the places on the planet, mm -hmm. from Machu Picchu to the... Well, what are some of the high places you found? Well, this, this trip we did the Cathedral of St. John the Divine. Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. Did St. Thomas's Cathedral. Yeah, we did Fifth Avenue. We did the uh, Empire State Building, the uh, Statue of Liberty. What registers really high on this level of truth? What, what, what are some of the high points? Yeah, in New York City. In New York City and around the world. Well, in New oh, York City. around the world, yeah. Well, yeah we did the cathedrals around the world. What were some of the high and, points uh, in the, around the world? Uh, frankly, the great cathedrals really calibrate generally, the higher, higher than anything else. More than the pyramids in Egypt? Oh, uh, yes. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, the great cathedrals of the world really, as, as, as a locality, calibrate, calibrate higher than any other place. You know? mm -hmm. How does St. John the Divine calibrate? Oh, well, it's over 610. Mm -hmm. Extremely high. Extremely and high. What was another high cathedral? St. Thomas, uh, Chartres Cathedral in France, uh, Notre Dame. So is there, yeah. is there a rest? So the great cathedrals, uh -huh. oddly, you know, they do. They calibrate higher than 
any energy mm -hmm. than any other objects or localities, you know. So is there a radiance or a yeah. reflection that happens when you're sitting in these places that help uplift our vibration? I, I think, well, it, it comes about as a result of intention. Mm -hmm. So, so the, it's the intention behind it, plus maybe a thousand years it took, takes to build, over a couple of centuries to build some of the If we're sitting down. in these places, mm -hmm. there must be that intentionality reflecting on our field. The, uh, the, the energy field of those places is uplifting, so that's why people go to church and all, for, to feel uplifted. Uh -huh. But any place that has great beauty, I think Central Park, we didn't calibrate Central Park, yeah. uh, but going through there yesterday, uh -huh. uh, the obvious intention and the intention of the preserving and, and reflecting the beauty of nature, you know, creation, the beauty of creation through the beauty of nature. So it's all about uh, uplifting. All those things are uplifting. Yes, uplifting, as opposed to the things that are not uplifting, which mm -hmm. would be what? Things that are demeaning, mm -hmm. um, things that play off the lowest uh, impulses of man. Like war and... And war, um, oh, let's say gangster rap, you know, mm -hmm. gangster rap, in other words, to exploit mm -hmm. the downside of man, sensationalism. And places? Um, are there places mm -hmm. that are down as well? Like this? Yeah. You can feel it. Yes, you can tell down places, yes. But isn't part of that the illusion to, to love everything and to see it all as divine? Well, mm, how one relates to that is personal. But what it is, is impersonal. So, so you're measuring the impersonal response to truth that that exists. So what, what that reflects about society, it would be the downside. So on a calibrated level of consciousness, there's also the downside. What does the downside look like? The downside looks like cruelty, mm -hmm. uh, lascivious uh, exploitation of sexuality, mm -hmm. um, indifference to the rights of others, you know, violating other people's boundaries. So as a conscious yeah. society, oh, of course, murder. We, we're, well, <laughs> sure, that's, that's never been a good one. <laughs> so we're evolving towards this place of, 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 of not morality, but a decency. You could, yes, you could, we could call it just uh, an aesthetic awareness. So as you become more evolved, you become, things become distasteful because they're just totally foreign. Mm -hmm. The only evolved person doesn't need laws to not rob and kill and right. steal and murder. An mm -hmm. uh, unevolved person really needs those, really needs to know it's against the law. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They do. But yeah. but I've always hoped to live in an enlightened society. I mean, that's, that's well, 421 is a pretty enlightened society. Mm -hmm. It's very concerned with ethics and morality, mm -hmm. current events, the ethics and morality of everything, mm -hmm. uh, movies. Uh, it's, it's, so morality and ethics are really very central to the mm -hmm. American discourse. And and to move about beyond. everything. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you can you calibrate the future where we're heading? Can you calibrate? You, no, the future you can't calibrate. Why is that? Because it doesn't have any existence. Uh -huh. <laughs> so so the the fuel of consciousness, as I said, is like an electrostatic uh, um, field. It can only respond to what is, uh -huh. and it cannot respond to what is not. But yet so, there's a place mm -hmm. beyond time as well. Mm -hmm. So timelessness is, uh, the future takes place within a linear thing, but there's a timeless place as well. This is what I'm trying to understand. I, I, the substrate of all of existence is timeless. I keep thinking and the time future... time is a track that we superimpose and project onto it. 
I hope that the future yeah. is moving into the timeless, but that's also part of the illusion of the mind. Well, it's already in the timeless. In fact, the, reality, the present is in the timeless. Mm -hmm. uh, time is only a track within the head. And one thing that happens when you escape uh, the ego mm -hmm. is uh, the instant stop of time. So the states I went into are all timeless states. And then you get reoriented to the world and you learn how to time track it again. Mm. But frankly, you live timelessly. So you're living in a timeless place. In actuality, yeah. When, when you... But I've learned how to time track it. Mm. So you still hold on to your personality mm. somehow. With, uh, yes, with effort. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then you're mostly... By in, myself, I let it all go. <laughs> by yourself, what happens? Where are, yeah, all that disappears. What, what, where are you? Where? One, is, one is just sort of timeless existence. And there's no you. There's no, no, there's no personal you. But you, when you interact with people, you readopt a persona. Uh -huh. uh, is it possible to exist without the personal, without the persona? Can we? That's can we the reality. Do? That's the reality that's going on all the time. That's the un that's the un reality underneath it all. Yeah. Because it's the persona that creates the problems. On that's the true. Yeah. Yeah. So we could exist just being, without persona. Well, actually, we're doing that right now. We are. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> but we don't want to sound strange to the world, so. We're all doing it, though, right? Yeah, that's so, true. We're all yeah. doing it. And, and it's just this kind of, many people are very attached to their personas. Yeah, they are. And, and the body. And the body. Yeah. And they've identified. And their mind. And their mind. mind. And their mind. Yeah, I like and, what you... And thinkingness. And thinking. I, thinking. I, I personally love thinking. Oh, I you get, like I thinking. get pleasure well, from I'm, thinking. Well, that's good. That's no, fine. but it's also part of that, that illusion. No, it? you should get pleasure out of everything. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but there's a part Some of Some people get pleasure out of misery. Yeah. They love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. After no. the lecture, you know, people come up and they got endless misery and misery. Mm. You, think, <laughs> you could have let that go 30 years ago. <laughs> and why don't people, how do you let it go and why don't they? Because they're going on to. Yeah. When you let go wanting to hang on to it, yeah. because uh, the ego gets satisfaction out of it. Yeah. So when you relinquish the, willing to relinquish the satisfaction, you get out of rehashing something that happened 30 years ago, then you disappear it. Mm -hmm. But as long as you're getting juice out of it, living off of it. Right. So um, you've made a mm -hmm. great bridge from the psychological to the mm -hmm. divine. Like you, you have, uh, you've kind of spanned those worlds. But from the Newtonian. Yeah. 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 How do we make that? How does the world make that bridge? Because people are locked into their psychology. They don't see this other level and. Well, well I think all the people that are interested in spiritual work yeah. all have the same intention, to transcend the identification with the mind or the body, uh, to realize the universal self, you might say. Mm -hmm. So they're all united in that. They're all trying to move, you know, to the awareness of divinity. But that yeah. doesn't happen. It didn't happen to Freud. It doesn't happen until you have it, until you have a, a revelation. Well, in this lifetime, Freud moved up to consciousness level 499, uh -huh. as did Einstein right. and Sir Isaac Newton. Mm -hmm. So that's pushing the intellect to see how far, how can, how far can you go mm -hmm. with the intellect as a tool mm -hmm. in understanding absolute reality. So, but you can only go so far. Well, the intellect, uh, if you calibrate it, mm. you know, is the 400s. Right. And at 499, you move to 500, and 500 is love. Then you enter the realm of love as the ultimate important reality. Uh -huh. Now you're in a different paradigm. 
Right. Now you're in a different paradigm. Now, uh, the yardstick is the degree to which something is loving, nurturing, beautiful, sacred. Now you have a whole different yardstick. But there's a so, huge jump from you know, four ninety nine to five hundred. It's, you, uh, it's a paradigm I, I, jump. I, I, and you just have to jump. It's a jump to the subjective. Yeah. So true. in the four hundreds, you're concerned with what out thereness. Yeah. At 500, 70, you realize, I don't live out there. I live within my own subjective awareness. Now, the quality of subjective awareness transcends the importance of what's out there. Right. And what's out there is relatively important, mm -hmm. except to the degree that re it reflects or enhances the subjective uh, exquisiteness of life. So going through Central Park was beautiful because the aesthetic, you mm -hmm. see the value of the aesthetic. And I mm -hmm. thought, there were children playing there, you know, and I thought, now without Central Park, they would not have access to the aesthetics of the surroundings, the love of nature, the appreciation mm -hmm. of beauty and flowers and mm -hmm. joy. Huh? Yeah, no, joy. I, 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 yeah. yeah. And we bring that all in mm -hmm. to, to modify the illusion, to uplift the, the level of consciousness. We bring this aesthetics in so we can... Well, we increase our awareness of it. And then we transcend it. And then for a while, you only experience it within certain settings, you know, yeah. certain music, certain settings of nature. And then as consciousness awareness uh, progresses, you begin to experience it everywhere all the time. And you pick up anything, you pick up, people say, that's a nasty old weed. And you see the incredible beauty, it's like a beautiful piece of sculpture. Because mm -hmm. now you see the beauty of everything. That exists, you know. And that's where you're, you're, you're living in that place. Then you, then you have to uh, learn how to live in the world again, which, and how the world sees everything. Hmm. And so it's an adjustment. Well, yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's a place we're all heading towards. That's what they say. <laughs> then what would you? Then of what use would the world be? <laughs> well, I don't know. We'd all be in the celestial realm. Well, yeah. So we wouldn't be uh, running through this earth, earth life anymore. Do things happen in your so, body as well with that revelation? The kundalini, the energy, the the. That was quite intense. Yes. What, what happened <clears throat> in that? Um, well, on asked, uh, this exquisite sensation would start running up my spine. It was like a flow up, up the spine and up the back. It went on for five or six years. Huh. And it would flow up into the brain, actually. Mm. And so the pleasure of it was exquisite, exquisite. Mm. And then sometimes the energy would flow down and radiate out into various uh, things happening within the world. Mm -hmm. like a, it, well, like that. around it, a bend in the car, it just turned over, it crashed. Mm. And this energy just flew, you know, flowed with this exquisite intensity right into the car. Obviously, people were praying. Out of you, into the car. Yes. You were witnessing it. You weren't doing anything. I myself did nothing yeah. except then this phenomenon would occur in various places. Usually some, I got the feeling that people were praying and you were like sort of a way station. And the energy would come down through you and out to uh the person praying, and then uh, it would suddenly stop. Mm. Or there would be a fight starting someplace. This energy, one time in Chicago, it's running down the block. And I, I get down the block, I see these two gangs ready to go at each other. Mm -hmm. 
this energy is flowing right into them. All of a sudden you see one side go uh, like this and the other side go like this and they both fell back and the fight stopped, you know. Mm -hmm. This energy uh, did that for five or six years. You know, and then it's amazing a, things. And then you're not it's not happening anymore. And it, that that slowly faded away. And, and, and other phenomena <laughs> took its place. Like what? Like, <laughs> I can't say it's, I can't were you say. disappearing? Were you like, <laughs> if, if consciousness, if the time is an illusion, then we could take this moment and be in another place instantly, because this is mm. a creation of the mind. Hypothetically, that's true. But in reality. <laughs> that's the way the phenomena occurred. Mm. You know? And this phenomena, you know, Things would heal themselves in it. Mm. People would walk in and sit in this field next to me. In fact, it was uh, under the clock. It was at the mm. Biltmore, under the clock. Mm. At the Biltmore, yeah. Mm. I was sitting there, and there's the clock up there. Mm. This lady sits down next to me, mm. and she's ranting and raving. She's got paranoid delusions and aches and pains and limping and all this thing. And this energy starts just going over. She, she's rattling away there, talking to herself, and this energy goes there. After oh. a few minutes, uh, the energy, I'd say maybe five minutes, mm -hmm. the energy slowly comes to a stop, mm -hmm. and she stops her ranting. She was having paranoid delusions, mm -hmm. ranting about supposed to meet her under the clock. You know, there wasn't no such person. Right. And uh, she got up and walked away fine, calm and peaceful, and she walked normally, you know. So those, it was that energy that did that. Oh. And I was just like an impersonal uh, yeah. antenna. Huh. Uh, but it was the energy that did that. Mm -hmm. So this is the energy of consciousness interacting with form as as we evolve. It's called spiritual energy. Yeah. Classically, mm -hmm. it was called Kundalini energy right. over the ages. You know, oh. Sanskrit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Well>, thank, <laughs> thank, thank you, Doctor Hawkins, for sharing your experience. Yeah. And, and giving something to the world. That well, it was, we were talking about it from somewhat different way than than the way I usually present it. We saw it more like how the world would be interested in it. And that's yeah. what I was interested in. Yeah, thank you. I mean, how I lecture about it is the way I, I see it. And, and how you're asking us how the world would want to see it. And that's where it was valuable. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think I th for, for me, of course, I want the experience there that, you know, I, it's intellectual for me, I mean, uh -huh. in a sense. <laughs> I'm getting a, an idea of it, but. Yeah, until well, I have intention takes you there anyway. Yeah. If you handle that intention, then everything that's needed to achieve that comes to you. It's handed to you. See, the intention for divinity, intention for achieving. Yeah, your yeah. intention yeah. will then pull to you all that's required to reach that goal. Okay. You just hang on to the intention, that's all you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm talking to Dr. David Hawkins author of Power Versus Force, mm -hmm. the I of the I, and I, reality and subjectivity, and, mm -hmm. and, and an explorer of this world of phenomena. That's what I would call you, an explorer. That's what the new book is going to be. Exploring. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like we discovered the, the microscope. Mm -hmm. Now in this book we're going to describe, you know, what we saw. Mm -hmm. took this and we saw this and we draw pictures of it. So we describe with a new tool now what was not observable throughout history.
Thank you for listening to the Secrets of Reality podcast. Be sure to visit www.risingup.co to register for our free online workshop and discover the latest scientifically proven methods and technologies for achieving your goals faster and easier. Go to www.risingup.co now.